Thank you so much, Jessica, and thank you so much, team, and what a beautiful, powerful, ringing reminder of why we gather. We gather to worship King Jesus, and uh, this season, I know I mentioned even as we initially uh, opened up earlier, is just that this season can be uh, one that is filled with racing and running and getting and grabbing and preparing and wrapping and giving and all those things. And it could even be that someone in here uh, over this season, you were looking for just that right gift. You were looking for just the right thing to be able to give that someone something that they need. And so uh, if, if you're still looking for that gift, sorry, you might be out of time this, this go around. But, uh, but next year, just a heads up, there is a, a, a website that you can go to. It's called gifts.com. You can go to gifts.com and you can, it takes you through a process, but you can click on, is it for him? Is it for her? Is it for the husband? Is it for the bride? Is it for a son? Is it for a daughter? Is it for him? Is it for her? Is it for a coworker? Is it for a friend? And you start clicking around and what it does is it ultimately cranks out the perfect gift that this person needs. And so, so you can also uh, hire a consultant and just do everything for you, by the way. But, but the thing is this, is, is what Christmas does. What Christmas does is, is we are reminded in Christmas and specifically Advent. Advent means coming or arrival. What Christmas does in Advent, it reminds us of how with the arrival of Christ that he has come and he has met our greatest need. That he has met mankind's greatest need in the coming of Christ. The gift of God himself. And the gift of God himself is the only one. It's the only one. Only one that can bring true joy. Can bring true peace. Can bring true, true hope. Can grant grace. Can grant forgiveness. Can grant peace with God, that with Advent, we have been walking through looking at hope and looking at joy and looking at peace. And what it is, is we are reminded that with the coming of Jesus, that he is the only one who can give. He's the only one who can give. He's the only one that can give what our souls long for, what our souls uh, wait for, ache for. He's the only one. He's the only one. And so in the scripture, we see the prophet Isaiah, he prophesies in its centuries before the birth of Jesus, centuries before the birth of Jesus. The prophet Isaiah says this, he says this, he says, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign and behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel. That in the first half of our Bibles, we have the Old Testament, Genesis to Malachi. And that with every narrative, every prophecy, all the law, all the poetry, all the wisdom, it all points to one person and it points to Jesus. That it's all about him. And so prophecy after prophecy, the prophets speak of that long-awaited Messiah, the long-awaited Messiah. And then... With Christmas, we see centuries, centuries later that there was a young girl named Mary, a maid that was in Nazareth, that she was chosen by God to bear the Son of God, conceived through the Holy Spirit. 
that she was engaged to be married to a guy named Joseph. And can you imagine all that was racing through Joseph's mind as this young lady that he was engaged to be married discovered that she is now with child. And, and, and with all of this going on, here's what the Bible says in Matthew chapter 1, verse 22 through 23. It says, and all of this took place. In other words, everything leading up to this moment, all of this had taken place. Even the lady, the young lady you are engaged to be married to, all of this has taken place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, the same prophecy that we read from centuries before. That behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. And it means God with us. Advent, Christmas reminds us that in Christ, in Christ alone, can he satisfy and meet man's deepest need. God's greatest gift to us is his presence. It's his presence. Names mean a lot. Your name means a lot. Very likely that your name carries with it a meaning. And so this name of Jesus, Emmanuel, it means God with us. That Jesus is the fulfillment of this long-awaited, long-awaited Messiah. That he's come. And that the God, that God through Christ, the Son of God, God the Son, that He has come as Emmanuel, God with us. And many people, many people, perhaps even in this room, many people in our world, when they think of God, they think of God as being distant. They think of God being far away. They think of Him maybe being uncaring, unconcerned, unapproachable. And yet, in Christmas, we are encouraged and reminded that He actually came down to heaven for us. That He came for us. And not just to live among us, but to die for us. That He was born to die. That He was born to die. That we talk about gifts and presents under the tree. That, that, that Christ is God's gift to us who was cursed on a tree for us. Uh, so that we could be forgiven, so that we could experience grace, so that we could experience forgiveness and relationship with God. He came to live and suffer and die so that we could live with him forever. And as the scripture says, that Christ came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many, that this is why he came. And so he came because he wanted to. He came because this was his divine design. That he came in the fullness of time because in eternity past, that this would be the time that he would come and he would clothe himself in flesh, dwell among us, live a life that we could never ever live on our own. A life of perfection and he would be crucified as a curse on a tree so that the righteous payment for our sin would be once and for all paid for. And that they placed him in the tomb and he rose again from the dead. And he came because he wanted to. And he came because he loves you. And this is not a God who is distant. This is not a God who is unapproachable. This is a, not a God who is unconcerned. This is not a God that is unapproachable in his presence. That he has come to us through the person of Jesus. And he invites all, 
all. I love the angel's news to the shepherds that this is good news for all, for all people. And it's good news for you that Christ came to grant grace to you. He came to grant forgiveness for you and he came to grant a relationship with you. I love how Paul describes it. Second Corinthians 915. He says, thanks be to God for this inexpressible gift. The other night, me and uh, my son Elijah were walking around our neighborhood. A lot of times we'll just go for walks and we're walking around. And he's like, Daddy, what's the greatest gift you've ever gotten? And, and my mind was like kind of racing back to, the, to my, my young days and, and, and kind of what was under the tree or maybe what we got. But, but even as we're talking and I was kind of been reflecting kind of as we're preparing for this time. And I was like, you know what? Every gift that I've ever received uh, I mean, obviously, who doesn't like getting a gift, right? And so, so we like it, we enjoy it. But, but the thing is this, every single one of them will wear out. Every single one of them will run out. Every single one of them at some point will rust out. None of them last. Only the gift of Christ and relationship with Christ will last. And this is why Paul can say, that the gift is inexpressible, the gift is immeasurable. And Paul is saying, I don't even have the words to be able to put into words what Christ has gifted us. And so what Christmas does for us and what Christmas does in this season, it reminds us of the unexpressible gift of Christ, his presence, Emmanuel, God with us. And so on this Christmas Eve of all the gifts we're going to open, maybe all the gifts that we may give, or maybe the gifts that we had hoped we got and didn't show up or whatever it might be, that through it all, we would be reminded of the greatest gift. And that is the gift of God with us, Emmanuel. So I'm going to pray for us in, in just a moment. We're going to sing one more song together uh, before we wrap up. But I just want to encourage you that if you're a believer uh, and you're a believer in the room and you've come to that time and place where you've received Christ, may we all be humbled and reminded and blown away at the inexpressible gift that God has gifted us in himself, his presence. That, that though we may think we have this need or that need, the reality is God understood our deepest, greatest need. And so he made a way to meet our greatest need, a need for grace, a need for forgiveness, a need for peace with him. And so he came, he came to die. He came to live a perfect life, to die as a curse on a tree to shed his blood for the forgiveness of our sin. He was placed in a tomb and he rose from the dead. And the Bible says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. This is what is most important. And so if you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, even as I lead us in a time of prayer, I pray tonight would be the night of salvation. Maybe even if you're listening in online that, that today, maybe you've never had that time in that place where you have received God's inexpressible gift and it's the gift of himself. And it won't rust and it won't wear and it won't wear out, but it is the gift of grace life and it is relationship with him forever and ever. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you that even when I didn't realize what my greatest need was, you did. 
And that as the word says in Galatians 4, the fullness of time, that there was a time and a place where you, God the Son, would enter into time and space. You would humble yourself, set aside the glories of heaven, and that you would clothe yourself in flesh. And just using the, the Old Testament tabernacle language, you dwelt among us, you tabernacled among us. You lived a life that we could never live, and you died a death that we should have died because you loved us, because it was the only way, because it's the only way to experience forgiveness and relationship. But it didn't stop at the cross, but they placed your body in a tomb, a borrowed tomb. And Father, on the third day, you rose from the dead, giving victory over death, hell, and the grave. And so, for those who may not have a relationship with you, I pray that tonight that they would acknowledge their need for you, they would repent of their sin, and they would place their faith and trust in you and you alone, the inexpressible gift, Emmanuel, God with us. And Father, for the believer, Father, as we gather, God, we gather with a hope that doesn't wear out. We gather with a joy that doesn't rust out. God, we gather with this incredible awe and wonder that you loved us so much. Praise you, God, that you are Emmanuel, God with us. God, we love you and we praise you. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, it's on this Christmas Eve that as we gather, uh, that earlier we lit the Christ candle. It's kind of the culminating candle and, and as Advent. And, and it's, it's, it reminds us of that Christ is the object of our faith. He's the only one who's worthy. He's the only one who is deserving of our worship and deserving of our praise. That it's in Him, the hope, joy, peace that we talk about. Like it culminates in Him, in a relationship with Him. He's the only way to experience that lasting hope, joy, and peace. And that this candle specifically reminds us that He is with us and He has brought salvation to us. And so Christ, even Himself, as He shared with His disciples, said, I am the light of the world. I love what he told the disciples in John chapter 8, verse 12. He spoke to them and said, I am the light of the world, and whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So I want to invite you to stand with me. And, and, and we're going to have a time of, of, of candle lighting and singing. And, and what this time really is an opportunity and a reminder, even in a visual way, is that as we light the Christ candle, He is the light of life. He's the only one that offers the light of life. And so just as He offers that to one and the next and to all people, that this would be a time that we would give our praise to Him for being that light of life.